Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. It's a great time to live in Mississippi, and we're talking about it. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show from the STMM Digital Studio. I want to welcome you here as we continue to celebrate the people who are working to make Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. And the STMM Digital is the digital marketing and advertising arm of Supertalk Mississippi Media. And it's a best-in-class capability. So as I often say, if you're frustrated with your digital efforts, and I'm a former CEO in the digital media uh, business, um, I know that you know it can get frustrating. And what Supertalk has built is a best-in-class digital media capability. And under the leadership of James Wynn, they have really progressed well. And they're serving customers all across the state of Mississippi. So if you are frustrated by your current efforts, I'd really encourage you to reach out to STMM Digital. Um, I think you'll be glad you did. Hey, listen, uh, I always like to check in with my friend Hunter Dawkins, who is literally, like Kyle, a jack-of-all-trades. He owns and is the publisher of the Gazebo in coastal Mississippi. He's also a contributor to Super Talk Mississippi News. And uh, he and I have a wide range of uh, topics that we typically talk about. It's been, a, it's been a, a while since we've been together. So I look forward to sort of covering the waterfront with my friend Hunter Dawkins. How you doing, Hunter? Doing well, Ricky. Thank you very much. And, and I agree with you on the digital format for you guys have. James is a great guy. He is really taking care of business down here with the Super Talk digitally. So Yeah, he's he is terrific. In fact, I have him coming up on an all upcoming show and we're gonna talk a little bit more about that. What's interesting is that uh, they're they're the sponsor of my studio, but they don't tell me what to say or who to have on the show. That's the beauty yeah. of it. I'm completely independent when it comes to who I invite on my show. But I felt it'd be a good idea to bring James into the conversation. Uh, he's been on the show a couple of times before, but kind of explain what STMM Digital is all about. And for, for business owners that that need a trusted partner, I think they'll find uh, Supertalk and James to be a terrific partner. And I look forward to chatting with him and telling more about his story, where he came from, and what, what he brings to the table. I certainly agree with you, Ricky. It's uh, also, too, not only with James, but with JT up in Jackson, uh, when I submit articles and things as such, uh, you know, I, I have to get my boots ready because, you know, he and I are, are generally talking to each other uh, almost in, not not in a bad way, but in a brotherly, you know, <clears throat> critical way of what what did I mean when I say this, and what what uh, what happened when I did this? So very. Hey, listen. You know what I learned as a publisher. <clears throat> Roland Weeks, my my mentor, once said to me, "I wrote a I wrote a." Um, um, uh, essentially a paper. We, we were installing new presses at the Sun-Herald and we wanted to buy a new at the time was what's called a color separator that would allow us to take a color photograph and then and then develop the four different color plates that would come out of that that we could then put on the press to, to be able to run color on the press. And this new press that we installed at the Sun-Herald was you know, just state of the art and could do full color. And 
And so he asked me to write a paper for Knight Ritter, the corporate uh, folks, and we were going to ask for $250,000 to buy this new color separator. And so I've spent a lot of time on it. And when he, he got it, and they took a couple of days, and when I got it back, man, it was just marked up like crazy. I mean, it was just, oh, my gosh, he just tore me to, to shreds. And the lesson I got from that was, you know, I made A's in, in English and you know, was kind of proud of my writing, but what what he came to what I came to appreciate what he taught me was that I I need to learn to say what what the best writers can say in one page, as opposed to the three pages that maybe I wrote. And so his here you know what is so here's the, here was his advice: find a great editor, because for the rest of your career. You're going to be surrounded by people who are better writers than you're. They're going to be better writers than you ever dreamed of being. Exactly. You know, Pulitzer Prize winning editors and whatever. Find the best editors because at the end of the day, your name is still the thing that's going to be on it. So have sure. a great editor. And uh, just bring this back to Super Talk. I mean, JT is a bright young talent in our industry, and he's a Absolutely. great editorial leader. And for someone like you, who's a jack of all trades, running fast, running fast, to have a good editor and someone like JT, it's a gift, really. It helps you make your stuff more readable, more concise, better. And uh, there's always going to be a tug of war between a journalist and an editor. But if you've got a healthy relationship, oh, what course. results from that is really good. Yeah, he definitely made sure of the fact he and I talked about it really on our first couple of paths back in February. And, you know, it was almost it was a constructive criticism and and it built up. And it's I certainly agree with you from that standpoint, Ricky, every good writer has some somewhat of good editor somewhere. So, yeah, and look, 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 you're you're a publisher of a newspaper. Um, you don't necessarily typically have anybody you can lean on. <laughs> so it's good true. good within your Super Talk Mississippi media contributions that you've got someone like JT to, to lean on. And look, man. I had um, I've had several of the people that I had tremendous respect for. One of them in particular, James O'Byrne, who was uh, he became my vice president of innovation at, at NOLA Media Group. Of course, we published the Times Picayune and NOLA.com back in those days. And James was a multiple Pulitzer Prize winning editor and writer. And now he lives in in uh, France in the countryside of France with his wife, who's also an extraordinarily well read uh, editor and writer. They're both incredibly talented. But even today, man, if I want to get James's point of view about something, I'll send him a note to, to France and say, what do you think about this? And he's been on the show a couple of times. But, I mean, once you get it tuned into people who are smart like that, it's hard not to stay in touch with them and, and bounce ideas off of them because, you know, you know, having those smart relationships like that really make you better. And, and it's, it's been fun watching your and JT's relationship evolve. Well, and that's absolutely, and Ricky, and I certainly agree with you from the standpoint of having somebody that, that I, you know, counter with, you know, uh, being that my father, who you know very well, Ricky, uh, was an English major at Tulane, and he, you know, constantly, you know, going into me, uh, it was bought, not bring, or things <laughs> like that. And, uh, you know, of course, from a son to a father, it's it's kind of a different parameter versus, you know, a guy that, you know, you work with and try to get things out there. And uh, he and I have, you know, we have sometimes we, you know, say some loud words to each other. But but at the end of the day, he and I, are, you know, really, 
really appreciate each other, and we uh, we work together well. Hey, what I, what? Let me tell you real quick on on your dad, Doctor Craig Dawkins. What I remember about him when we did a trip together was he was just a he just read a lot. He just loved to read, and you you see that. You know, here's a here's a guy who, um, you know, is a very accomplished doctor in coastal Mississippi, and it's fun to to chat with people like that that spend a lot of time kind of you know absorbing books and knowledge everywhere they can get it. It just goes with the, the territory. So you're you're a chip off the old block, and now you're in that in that position where you can impact lots of people with with what you're doing. I'll give you an example. Um, I've been watching the debates that are happening in past Christian these days around uh, short term rentals, and it's a you know that's a big topic here, just about in every community of coastal Mississippi. A lot of more investments being made in short term rentals. Um, the Gazebo Gazette's like right in the middle of that with your readers. What, what's the latest on that? Well, and, and Ricky, I'll tell you, the the reason I haven't put more out there was because I like to kind of see, and this is with everything, I like to see what happens before I actually take a social media, you know, response to where what's this person saying about this person's family and this, that, and the other. I don't like to get mixed in the middle of that. What I like to do, uh, and I talked with Mayor Rafferty about this too as well, that I like to, to be able to to talk about what what happened with this and what happened with that. That's that's generally what you have to do with board meetings. You have to, to look into what they're offering and then what happens towards the end. And you know, you might get a quote here and there, but that's something, Ricky, that I've learned too from judging contests and things as such in writings. There are so many journalists now that put out there, they put quotes, 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 quotes. Well, that's not writing a story if all you're doing is putting a quote out from somebody. Not to say that that's not important, but you want, and I know you know this very well, Ricky, you want to be able to tell a story how things work out, and you want to make sure actions happen before you just write out about somebody's opinion. So. So as I say, as you're working hard to see both sides of the story, <clears throat> you know, if you had to sum it all up, where's where is the city right now on this issue? The city's very, um, it's very divided at this point, but not from a divided from a standpoint of not not understanding one person's, you know, uh, portion versus the other. I'll give you an example, Ricky. A lot of the people that are pro-business and pro-short-term rentals are for uh, are for this, whereas opposed to uh, the others on the opposite side, really want to protect the subdivisions of the neighborhood. And you know, I guess we can talk more about that in a bit. But that, those are the basic details. Yeah, I can. I, I get it, man. It's a, it's a tough one for most communities. Hey, when we come back on the other side, we'll continue our conversation with Hunter Dawkins.
passion and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. It's been a terrific opportunity to catch up with my friend Hunter Dawkins, who is a regular here. And as I said so many times, he's also a contributor to Super Talk Mississippi News, in addition to having his own newspaper and website in the Gazebo Gazette. So, um, Hunter, you know, we talked about this the last time we were together, but you're going to start doing high school football color work for Super Talk down here on the coast around Gulfport High. You won't be doing the first one because there's an important conflict but from that point on uh you'll be you'll be doing gupport high games i'm excited for you man and you know we last week myself and harold rose the the guy that's going to do play-by-play he was the i guess what super talk quoted the voice of the admirals to uh, he he and i did a practice run last week at oak grove and it was I really thought it was clear and concise and we we did a pretty uh, pretty good job you know there's some things some transitions you have to make to uh, adjusting the time frames with the station and with the commercials and things as such but from everything else it, it worked out great well that's cool uh, and you're gonna be a good color guy man you know the reality is you you've got uh, coaching experience uh, you played uh, you have a passion for it. I don't know how you're going to do it because you you cover the Saints and you cover the, the 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 professional basketball and you cover high school and sometimes collegiate and you cover your community and you're right about health issues and Lord man I don't how do you do it? Well, for Friday, Friday nights usually a big night. Friday and Saturday and Sunday are all writing days for me, and generally then I try to put in at least one or two days of writing. From from Friday until when, until from Sunday until Wednesday, I don't really have that much time. But uh, I try to put in uh, put in stuff for my community, and that was that's an important step for me. And uh, that you know, I know you, you knew have quite an idea about that step from the community level. So, well, thank you, man. It's always been important to me. That's the reason I do this show. Hey, listen, let's uh, so just a couple of things about the Saints as we head into the the, the actual real season already sure. next weekend. Can you imagine that time has flown by that fast? It's amazing how quick training camp and how quick uh, the regular season come up upon you. It doesn't seem, you know, it seems like right when the training camp starts in in mid-June, you know, where you have your OTAs, it's like, ah, football's so long. And then you turn around the corner and uh, it's been been huge. And I'm very much thankful for all the things that have happened for me with the county, at least, uh, you know, I've gotten a lot of good responses, a lot of good stories. I've got the delinquent taxes this year in Harrison County, which is big for the paper, and not not just for me, but for the paper in general. Um, and different different things happening for for the yeah. paper. So so anyway, coming back to the Saints, so let's let's chat just a little bit about it. There is a sense of optimism going into this season, and we get to talk about it just about every, well, every Friday with my friend Jeff Duncan, and you and I talk about it from time to time. As you think about the moves that they made during the offseason, 
you know, I wasn't surprised that they let some of their defensive line go and brought in, you know, a whole new crop. I mean, they needed they needed some significant work, there, especially as it related to stopping the run. You know, Derek Carr coming in, man. You know, Michael Thomas coming back. Uh, Alave going to the next level. You know, a good crop of uh, tight ends. The offensive line is going to really rest on whether Trevor, Trevor Penning can do what he needs to do. But, man, there's a lot to look forward to in this season. I'm really looking forward to it. What was most important, and I mentioned in my first article um, of the this, this season, Ricky, with after they played the Chiefs a few weeks ago, was two important things happened. The first thing happened offensively, we drove down, we got the ball, and we drove down the field and we scored with Derek Carr being our quarterback. That sent so much to me because Sean Payton, when he was coaching, he and Drew Brees, they did the same things. They wouldn't, you know, defend the ball and wait till halftime. They'd get the ball and they'd drive down the field and score on the first drive. That was so reflective of that opportunity. And then we stopped the Kansas City Chiefs, the returning Super Bowl champions, on defense, their first team, first mano e mano, we matched up with them, stopped them on fourth down in midfield. And the last element, even though it wasn't necessarily important, I think the psyche for that game against the Super Bowl champions was that we won the game. We we kicked an extra, we kicked a a little chip shot field goal, but we won the game. And to me, that would that set a new aura in the Saints with this Saints team finally getting out and about to, with what they're going to be this year. And I think that if they can hang on to that mantra, I think it's going to be great. Yeah, they um, they decided they weren't going to rebuild and they didn't need to rebuild. And we'll find out. We'll, you know, sure. all the all the answers to all the questions will soon get answered as they enter to the season and we see how all of that plays out. But we are we are really, really – we got a good chance to win our division this year if we can keep everybody healthy. Absolutely. And, and you know, you get these NFL uh, guides and all these people that are saying, well, Falcons would be better this way. You know, everybody in the division knows that we have the, the best chance to win the division. All we have to do is handle things like we're supposed to. Now, of course, you know, the NFL is an organ – it's a uh, – organization of parity i mean there's always parity throughout the year injuries you know um arrests you know (laughs) different things that happen during the season but if we keep to what should be our potential we shouldn't win less than 10 games there should not 10 games would be our lowest level and so i think i think you're certainly right and we get back in the playoffs we host you never know what happens after that. I hear you there. Hey, like, for, for example, you and I have not talked since Alvin Kamara got just three games suspension. You and I worried that it could be at least four, could be six, could be more. The precedent that was set by the NFL for that type of domestic violence, was a it was a precedent set for six games. But I do applaud Alvin and I applaud the Saints organization for letting Alvin fly up to New York City to meet with the commissioner and to talk with him. And like you and I had said before, he wasn't a bad guy. He hadn't set a bad pattern. And so maybe he his discussion with the commissioner made, made a difference. Hey, we didn't hear, you know, we never heard the rest of the story. We only saw what was on video. 
we didn't see what was leading up to that. We didn't. There's a lot we didn't know. There's always. It's always important to hear both sides of the story. It was clear that he was going to get some suspensions. But what's interesting about Alvin, who is who is a philosophical, well-read, extremely intelligent um, man, who would never usually find himself in that situation. You know, kind of a one and done. Let's hope that's what it is. I'm sure that's what it is. Sure. He didn't let the psyche of all that get in his way of preparation for the season. And in fact. A lot of the work that's been happening off season uh, has been to get him the ball more in passing scenarios. They've gotten away from that, getting out into the flaps, into open spaces, and let him open, let him do his thing. Um, and they've you know they've got some good talent behind him that's going to be able to fill into him for for the first three games. So I, I look for big things from Alvin Kamara this year. I certainly agree with you, Ricky. The the fact is that. There's not much coming out of the playbook in the preseason, but what is what is good for us is that we know, you know, things with Taysom, things with Alvin, things with Michael Thomas, all these guys. There's a huge eruption that can happen during once the season starts and once we get moving in the right direction. Things are only looking up for the Saints. I can't agree more. I'm really looking forward to it. I'll be disappointed if it's anything other than 10 wins in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. 10 I mean, wins in the playoff at least. Yeah. Um, hey, while we're on football, let's uh, let's jut off to Hattiesburg for a second. I'm so thrilled. We've got a coach of Southern Miss that I've many times said is a guy who could be here for a while. You know, you think about what, what, how many coaches we've had in baseball and how well they've done, how few coaches we've had in the history of Southern Miss. And football, we actually had that early in our history, but then more recently, they were just coming through here, you know, on, uh, you know, in and out too quick. We got a coach now, though, in Coach Hall that can, that can be here for a while. He's young, who can make a winner happen, even with NIL and all the other stuff. I expect good things out of, out of uh, Will Hall, don't you? I certainly do, Ricky, and I think that uh, what is going to happen at this year once a quarterback decision is made, as it hasn't been made yet, but once a quarterback decision is made, and they fall behind, you know, this uh, this leading offense. He's an offensive guy, and once that success um, goes forward, I, I don't see anything negative in Will Hall's direction. As a matter of fact, remind me uh, that I go to the casino and bet. The Vegas, because Vegas only had Southern Miss winning four games this year, and so I'm, I'm making the bet on that. Week, yeah, I, found <laughs> I don't blame you. You're not the only one who said that, actually. Hey, listen. Uh, when we come on the other side, we'll continue our conversation with Hunter Dawkins. We'll see you after this break. Mississippi. It's the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. 
You never know where my conversations with Hunter Dawkins from the Gazebo Gazette and a contributor to Super Talk Mississippi News is you never know where it's going to go, the conversations. Um, hey, before we move too far away from Southern Miss and how they performed in their conference, whether it be basketball or baseball or women's sports or whatever. Um, one thing that's interesting about football specifically, though, is how a coach at the level of Southern Miss, at the level where Will Hall is, how he is going to sort of handle NIL and the transfer portal and how tenuous that is. Because as soon as a player starts to emerge, you know, can he be the glue that keeps that player at Southern Miss, or is that player going to jump off and want to want to go to a bigger program? Gosh, I don't care if you're at Alabama or Auburn or Ole Miss or Mississippi State or Southern Miss. The challenges of, of the transfer portal specifically, not that NIL is not a challenge in and of itself, but the transfer portal, man, it just changes the dynamics in a way that's hard to get – consistency of loyalty from one season to the next. I mean, what, what, are, your, what are your thoughts about it? Well, Ricky, you know, it's, it's funny that you asked that question because that was one of the main questions that I asked at the Sunbelt Media Days in uh, the Sheraton in New Orleans. I asked both Will Hall and Kane Womack, who's the uh, South Alabama head coach, who is a graduate of Southern Miss, played under uh, Bauer and Larry Fedora. Too, um, but what I what I asked uh, both of them, I said, "How is your recruiting process going to go into it? Is it is it going to go into, you know, do you want to recruit just from high school? Do you want transfer portals, or do you want JUCO? Because as you know, JUCO in Mississippi is a big deal, but it's getting kind of overlooked now because of these transfer portals and other things. And of course." Ole Miss, uh, you know, Lane Kiffin's done a great job with the transfer portal. Then Mississippi State, you get with a pretty huge JUCO lock. Whereas Will Hall, I think he's honestly taking it every step and a bit here and there. He's, you know, he told me, he said, Hunter, you know, we just have to look at, you know, who's got, we're, we're watching tons of films on these kids. We're seeing where we can go with this. And we're, we're going to let it go from the transfer portal as much as they let us. But he said, you know, and this was a big thing at the conference with uh, Commissioner Sunbelt, Commissioner Keith Gill said, you know, we need to just kind of let NIL go with where what's going to happen. We don't need to, to make any decisions. We need to just go come team per team, conference per conference. I and mean, we need to we need to work with these kids. We need to make something happen. But as far as from a recruiting standpoint, the, the uh, it's it's very odd how it's going to be divided with the transfer portal, the junior college system, and with the high school system. Yeah, and Will Hall, his claim to fame in Mississippi is his connection to high schools across the state and his ability to – to uh, recruit from high school level. I'm sure that he'll bring that same kind of uh, ability, that ability to connect, that ability to, to develop a, a vision for especially the junior high, excuse me, junior high, the the, the uh, junior college level. And, 
you know, it's it just it's going it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. We see it we see it at the LSU's and the state and the Ole Miss the and the Alabama and the Auburn. You know, yeah. <clears throat> you know what's the, what's the future hold for a Southern Miss and all of that? Um, having having a coach like Will Hall though, I think is is going to be a competitive advantage if there is a competitive advantage within the guys of all of that. Will Hall is going to make the best of it, and you know I know that Joe Paul, president of Southern Miss, is very high on him. The alumni is very supportive. If they have a good season this year, they expect to have a good season, as you pointed out. Um, you know, I think it could it could bode well for for them being a, a contender, particularly in their conference. For God's sake, I mean, I think they're going to be a contender. Anything else you want to say about that? Well, Ricky, I think is you being a USM alumni and my mother being an alum from USM. I've always been kind of uh, following USM uh, football, at least from a stand- certain standpoint. But I think they're getting back to what they used to, to be with their schedule this year. They're, they have got some tough in-conference, but they've got you know a little bit of non-conference tough with the game against Florida State, then a game against Tulane. But then you have non-conference games also, Alcorn State, and there's another one where it's uh, – it's just kind of in the uh, the ability of bringing bringing the, the good games back. The SEC game they play, it's Mississippi State right before the Egg Bowl. It's it, it's bringing that rivalry back, bringing that USM style back, and I think that's what what I've noticed from Will that he really wants to bring that that toughness, that to the top mentality back. Hey, listen, uh, speaking of Tulane, uh, not to go into too much detail about Tulane, but. What they were able to do with that program in just one year. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Well, and, you know, they've got a whole bunch of kids that weren't drafted. Uh, Will Anderson, who's on the Saints uh, uh, right now as the undrafted free agent. Deuce Watts, who's from Mississippi, who's from Wiggins, who uh, was one of the main receivers, is one of the top receivers for that Packers unit in Green Bay. It's it's phenomenal what they've done and Spears and a couple other kids that were drafted. It's uh, it's impressive, and they're, they're a Mississippi connection. They have so many kids from Mississippi on that team, which is another thing that makes that very instrumental for us. So, hey, listen, I, I know you pay close attention to the Pelicans and. You know, just like the Saints are a regional team. I mean, Jeff points us out all the time that the that the owners of the Saints and the manager of the Saints recognize that the Gulf South is what they're really drawing from. Say from Pensacola, you know, as far over into Texas. Um, that you know, if you just had New Orleans, it would be hard for a team like Saints to make sure. it. So they're, they're, it's the Gulf South that they're pulling from. Same thing for the Pelicans. I mean, Pelicans have a, have a. I, I, you know, I was never really a big professional basketball fan. I just wasn't in my blood. But I have enjoyed paying attention to the Pelicans because they're close by, and once they got they got uh, some of the picks that they got. Um, it made you want to watch them, but then, but then they start having all these injuries, and you realize the importance of one or two players can make the difference in the in the whole the whole scheme. But what what you've seen, at least what I've been reading recently, is that they seem to be some energy building around. They're going to get their players back safe. Excuse me, uh, uh, healthy. And they're really focused on keeping the team around them, maybe making a, a couple of uh, moves along the way. But um, 
there's some positive moves. There's some positive thoughts coming from from the team right now. Because at one point, right after the season, you were thinking they were just going to turn everything over and start from scratch again. But I don't think that was ever actually real. Well, and Ricky, I'll tell you, knowing David Griffin, the executive vice president and GM Trajan Langdon, that I've gotten to speak with before, they both expressed that you know. We need to get this this group on the narrative of staying positive and being in the correct path. And knowing both of those guys' history in organizations, they pretty much put the lock in. If we don't get it done this year, we got to change things. We got to make things look better for this this city and this organization. So, so what you're hearing about our stars in terms of them being ready? Well. You know, as far as from the the one you want to know, Zion, he's, uh, you know, it's kind of difficult because he seems like he's doing well in practice. He's he's starting to produce really some off-season stuff. And then his family gets sued by a technology company, which is, you know, uh, you never know with lawsuits. And so I won't say one thing or the other. But, uh, but then, you know, uh, you have a bunch of the guys that are, performing with uh, Team USA and Team Puerto Rico, uh, Jose Alvarado's with Puerto Rico, Herb Jones and Trey Murphy with Team USA. They're putting, pretty much putting good numbers out there. And I think that uh, as long as they stay productive and they're moving in the right direction, as long as you know no injuries are, are, are real anytime soon, uh, I think we're headed in the right direction. Well, Jeff's concern about Zion has been the way. about – Excuse me. The weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether his feet and ankles can handle that weight, you know, the wear and tear of that over a long period of time. But, but I'll tell you, Ricky, and I think Jeff will tell you too. When he's on, he's really on. I mean, I know, I know. He's one of the one of the unique talents of. I would put him of all the players in the NBA at their best. He would be in the top five when he's playing at his best. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta have him. I mean, you know, the same, yeah. you say the same thing about Michael Thomas when he's playing, he's the best there is. So, but yeah. can we keep him healthy? This well, may be the last hurrah for Michael Thomas. And Dennis Allen put that out there. He said, "Look, we've got enough receivers this year. If Michael's at his top seventy percent, we'll be all right." The other, the other issue about Zion that is a pretty significant rumor is that how much control does his family have over his situation? And you know that's that's there's you know, a lot of um, a lot of concern about that. I certainly agree with you on that, Ricky. But you know, just like with a number of other situations throughout, you know, uh, in the state of Mississippi with the Orr family and things and such, you know. Family control is is always an issue. Yeah, you never never know. You know, you you don't know which side to, to lean on on that one for sure. Hey, when we come back, we'll do a final segment with my friend Hunter Dawkins. We'll see you after this. Matthew show on Super Talk Mississippi.
welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the STMM Digital Studio. And I have my friend Hunter Dawkins with us. He's also a contributor to Super Talk Mississippi News. And as I say, we never know where the conversations are going to go. Hunter, I, I thought we could end. Uh, well, we, there's, there's more we can talk about. But one thing I want to make sure I say before we get done is your Gazebo Gazette tends to lean a little bit more toward past Christian Long Beach. Maybe goes over into Bay St. Louis from time to time. But uh, you're right about coast issues. You'll write sports issues that affect everybody. You'll deal with issues in general that affect the state. Um, but if you had to say, you know, you're, you're the bulk of your readership, past Christian Long Beach, essentially, right? Yes, sir. I'm uh, I'm always going to have a residence of my offices in past Christian. You know, I've made a very good uh you know, my upbringing was in the Pineville community, which is a split between Long Beach and Pascrishan, and that's a little bit what I try to have my paper coverage of. And, uh, I, you know, I lean a little bit out in the county and a little bit out in the Bay because I went to school in the Bay. But um, I'm, I'm more of a, a West Harrison County guy, but I'm also the only independent newspaper well, I have the only independent newspaper within about a hundred mile radius. So, yeah, I'm 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 thrilled. You mentioned about the county, incidentally, and and uh, we'll uh, I'll just make this quick point. Uh, I have seen things at the Harris County Board of Supervisors, particularly during the coastal coastal Mississippi coastal Mississippi tourism effort, um, where the micromanaging and pettiness was just off the charts. And more recently, we've seen more stuff that's not not good for the not good for the county. I, I you know I have respect for everybody everyone who serves in public life, even if at times they do things I don't necessarily agree with. In the case of the Harris County Board of Supervisors, though, I'm I was glad to see that we're going to have at least a couple of new faces on that board. That, that it's always good to inject new blood, and I think I think the two people that are going onto that board are people who have worked hard, that are level-headed, they're smart, and they'll bring. A, a different perspective, and I think we needed that. I think things were getting pretty petty. <laughs> I hate to—I mean, that's just a word no, that comes to mind. I, I totally agree with, with your point, Ricky. <laughs> but I also will tell you, from the past two administrations, I've individually I've made very good friends with every one of the supervisors. Yeah, and I, me too. Me too. Listen, I've had you know, long histories with Connie and Beverly and Rebecca and 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 uh, and, and Ladner. I mean, I'll, I'll, I've got relations with them all. So it's not about it's, uh, you know, it's, in spite of specific incidences where it could have gotten personal, I've not really focused on that. You know, I've I've tried to stay above the noise and just focus sure. on how did we get here and how how do we move forward and and, and frankly. I I do think Connie and I at running for re-election, I think opened up an opportunity to bring new blood in. That's that's you know that's that is what it is, and that's a good thing. And then um, you know having one more uh, board seat turn is also not a bad thing. So at the end of the day, of some some new blood is going to be good, and I think we're going to be moving in the right direction. I think you're certainly right about that, Ricky. I think a new a new change is always not only there but in the sheriff and everything else. It's always healthy. You know, even though you know most individuals in in our society nowadays are a little bit more conservative, I think sometimes changes are a good thing. 
Changes are a good thing. And you mentioned the sheriff's race. Um, man, what a dynamic choice Coastal Mississippi had. I don't think we we I don't think we fail at either one of these guys. No, uh, you, know? you know, both the gentlemen, Matt and I spoke for a long period of time uh, at the, his election night. And, you know, Lewis and I talked the other day. We're both very great guys, as I've told you before on the show, Ricky. I have no, no bad words to say about either one of those guys. And they, they're both, you know, Matt will do a phenomenal job as the sheriff. I'm, I'm sure. So, yeah, I, th- I think so too. Hey, so coming back to Pastor Shannon for a second. So I was drove through there the other day, I had to go have lunch over in, um, in Bay St. Louis. And I took a little sure. swing through downtown past, past Shannon to the Harbor. Um, you know, man, when you take a deep breath and look around and just, I'm just talking specifically about Pastor Shannon right now. When you just take a deep breath on how unique and wonderful that town is, it's easy to take it for granted, but it is a unique place in, in coastal Mississippi, isn't it? It's just definitely, certainly that. And, uh, I've, I have nothing but love for the, the city. I, you know, I was pretty much, uh, I was raised there from two until now. I mean, it's, uh, I, I've had, always had a permanent residence in Pasco Shan, and I, uh, I gratefully appreciate, you know, uh, even though I might have some differences of opinion with some people here and there, I have nothing but but love and appreciation for everybody and all that they do for the city of Pasco Shan. So. And, and, and for people who come there and say they're going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, go out on a charter boat and then the wife's going to go walking around downtown and enjoy the downtown. It's just all that's just so unique. I it's love great. what they've done there. It's Listen, uh, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you, my friend. Hey, you guys have a great time. Like I said, let me know when I can join the, the crew with the uh, the dynasty, the Matthews dynasty. <laughs> yeah, you bet, my, my friends, I, I, for sure. We had not even been fishing in the past month because it's been so hot, man. Yeah. Hey, listen, have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow. Take care. Mississippi Media Production.